Thank you all for joining me. I'm here with a very unique group of people this time. I'm here with the same old Tamor and Adam, but I'm also here with my two other friends, Ethan Sisler and Reese Reed. And all of us go to the same school. We're in different grades, but we all have very different opinions on the issue of immigration. If you're listening to this episode, uh, the other one, the one about the news recap of the week, can be found uh, right next to it on the feed. But for right now, we're going to have a really interesting debate on immigration as a whole, discussing legal or documented and illegal or undocumented immigration. I want to throw out with a question that all of you know the answer to, where do you guys stand on the political spectrum on this issue? Uh, for this particular discussion, I am going to be politically biased, so I'm going to go with uh, a left-wing uh, position on this. All of you? I'm... Um, oh, you go first. Oh, no, you go first. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm on the left. I'm okay. Left. Adam? I'll be, I'm moderate, but probably right-leaning. Okay, Reese and Ethan. Yeah, same thing with Adam. I'm okay. pretty moderate on this one. And I'm a right-wing bias. Okay, so these are all of our pretty much genuine positions, and I'm going to start out by asking, uh, what has your, almost like, if you don't have any, that's fine, but what's your personal experience with immigration been? Uh, I'll <clears throat> mine, is that both of my parents were immigrants. They came from India um, as illegal immigrants on a work visa, and then they slowly made their way up. Now they're legal, both legal immigrants. And I feel very strongly about this issue because obviously I grew up knowing that and being acknowledged of that. So that definitely has an influence in what I believe. What about, uh, what about you, Tamor? My parents came from Pakistan and now are doctors in America. They went through hell and back to get their citizenship and were and basically built their selves up in a time this is around like they really started to make the business in the 2000s when there were Islamophobia was at its highest mm -hmm. so to put it in short my parents lived the motherfucking american dream so mm -hmm. okay yeah, it's fine adam all right let's repeat this story for the third time basically because my parents <laughs> are also from pakistan and they immigrated here back in the late 80s early 90s um my dad came in to study engineering got his phd in electrical engineering before working at at&t for 20 years and then starting his own business in new york and from there coming from nothing and then coming up to success that's always been an inspirational story as a first generation american to see okay. that happen okay awesome and then reese and then ethan okay so None of my family are immigrants, but we do have some family friends who are um, from Spanish descent, and they've been living here for like 10 years or so, and they're still working to get their citizenship, and like, we see their struggles, like they filed for it many times, and like, um, <clears throat> it really makes me understand what they have to go through. Okay, great. And Ethan? So I believe it was my great. Uh, or great-great-grandparents that came over here from Europe back a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, have you known them, or have you, like, uh, met with them? Not really. I believe it was my great-grandparents that came over here. Oh, from, okay. Uh, There's a few different <clears throat> countries that most of them came over from. Okay, <laughs> so I want to start out with the part of this issue that is, like, the most dividing and also the one that's filled with the most misinformation and the most divisive politics, and that is 
um, undocumented and what is, you know, legally known as illegal immigration. But a lot of people have, you know, they don't like to use that term, um, which is, you know, that's another part of the issue. So I want to get an idea of where you all feel on uh, illegal immigration. Anyone can start. I'll, I'll go first. Fine. Uh, on, in terms of undocumented immigration, it's a tough issue, right? Because it, it feels wrong to many people when and people use this expression. They call it like cutting in line when people say that, like, uh, for legal immigrants, it's not fair when illegal immigrants come in. And uh, my problem is that, like, I think that's a very naive point. It's I think it's naive to suggest that like the legal immigration system is this very easy. You apply and within a few months or within a few years you get in. It's not the case at all. Actually, countries like from India to the U.S. or Mexico to the U.S. have waiting lists where they're still counting people from 2002, 2003. Sometimes in Mexico it's like 1998. So and they're going along that list still. So I want to hear what do you think about like that paradigm difference? Maybe some of the right wing people can come on. Uh, I think it's also a really complex issue in that for like a lot of the immigrants coming in, the U.S.'s number is like six hundred seventy-five thousand mm-hmm. uh, each year. I'm pretty sure, and just to, like distribute that among all the countries and people that are coming in is just a really hard thing to do. So. Mm-hmm. That's just my thoughts on, like, the number that they let in. Okay, so where do you actually stand, like, right-wing on immigration? Um, I really don't know. I'm, like, I'm still kind of new to this issue, so, like, I'm kind of more center and, like, a little bit right, so... Okay. Um, okay. I think that illegal immigration, like, it's, like, it's a hard thing to do because it's... It's just a harder harder to get by when you're in illegal than when you are legal, but I definitely understand where they're coming from. Like they have to get out of where they're where they are. Okay, that makes sense, Ethan. I know you're one of us who's actually much more right leaning on the issue, so I want to hear yeah. what do you think. So it uh, it depends. Um, so when you said earlier that they have to get out of the country, most of them can seek asylum, mm-hmm. and that's a lot faster of a process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when looking at the statistics on that, every um, one in 10 people that are seeking asylum are actually not seeking asylum. They're trying to get into the uh, country faster. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, speaking of the topic of legal immigration, I think that's great. If they get passed, then great. That's awesome that they're coming to this country trying to make something um, better, uh, trying to possibly build their own business or possibly try to live the American dream. But illegal immigration, I don't, I think we need to enforce border patrol because 10% of Mexico's population is in America. So 10 million legal immigrants, mm-hmm. but then legal immigrants, um, there's um, around the same amount as uh, I believe legal and illegal. Don't quote me on that. I have to search, mm-hmm. but I do, I uh, do believe we need to enforce border patrol in Mexico because okay. there are 10 million legal immigrants in America. Okay, so I want to take what you said, one thing about the asylum system. So what you are, you were right about how it, when, if you're approved for asylum, it can take less than a year, sometimes six months or less. The problem, yes, yes, the problem is that asylum is incredibly hard, especially now uh, versus previous years, to claim. Because like the rate of, uh, like, pe- yeah, you're right. People do have to lie about sometimes that their situations because now it's been moving more towards only accepting the most extreme cases of asylum. I think it was recently that, or a few years ago, that Trump said, President Trump said that 
like claims of gang violence in your community or something like that in Central America were not applicable to file for asylum. So well, because I, they could always move to a different um, area. I mean, the problem to. is that like it's just not that easy. Sometimes I want to hear what Adam isn't easy is... to move to America. Oh, yeah, right. Can I say something about sure. that? Sure. Yeah. So <clears throat> the thing with asylum, when I was reading on it, I I saw that they really lowered the numbers from past years to amount of asylum people to let in. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think that that just makes it um, like a less viable option since there's so little people allowed in mm-hmm. through asylum nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I want to get in Adam and Tamor on what Ethan just said about asylum, like the idea of moving. I want to. Oh, opinions? um. By, by the way, I uh, I pulled up um, uh, some statistics from the uh, the Homeland Security, uh-huh. and uh, so it says um that there uh there well there used to be in two thousand eight there was only twenty five thousand um uh, people from Mexico seeking asylum, but then now there are a hundred eight or a hundred six thousand. So if okay, you okay. the numbers uh, to the um, to the less percentage. Because uh-huh. they have to, that uh, a lot of those people have to be taken out because they're not actually seeking asylum. So take out around 10, 15, almost 20% mm-hmm. uh, of that number due okay. to not achieving for asylum. Adam and Tay, you want to jump in? You do know that Mexicans like now make up less than half of all the unauthorized U.S. immigrants. So I get that, like, you know, a lot of... Yes, because the number has gone down quite a lot recently. The number has gone down. It was like, what, in 2017, it's 47%. Compared to fifty-seven percent ten years prior, so mm-hmm. now it's like what? There's four point nine million in twenty seventeen. That's just some stats from Pew Research from uh, what's it called? Pew Research Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, my problem is that like it's it's very difficult to suggest that like right like we live in a very we're very lucky to live in America, and for us it might seem very easy to move out of a bad neighborhood and into a a better one, even though it is still difficult in here. Uh, in America. The problem is that in Central American countries like Guatemala, Honduras, these people do not, number one, they don't absolutely do not have the financial mobility yeah, to it's... move and purchase housing in a new country where in some of those countries, the rate of economic, like, uh, you know, moving from lower income to higher income is very low, it's statistically super low. It's and... expensive just to submit the application for naturalization, which is basically the process of you know, becoming a citizen, it's right. what in 2016 it was 640 dollars, mm-hmm. and the fees yeah. are jumping. It's only getting higher, mm-hmm. right? And uh, the other idea is that we don't have a fair perception of gang violence in these communities, right? We can talk about it. There are news stories about it, but the reality is that some families live in situations, many of whom uh, are trapped by like the, they're literally put under threats, under threats of violence if they uh, leave the area and. It's. I just don't think it's fair to suggest that. Like these people are some of the like unluckiest people in uh, the entire Western Hemisphere, and I think there should be some level of, uh, you know, fairness granted towards them. Adam, what do you think on asylum? Uh, I'm gonna switch the topic. Okay. <laughs> Not from. I'm gonna stay in the illegal immigration, of course, but I'm gonna take like the economic. Sure. Perspective of it. Because like we talked before the filming of this episode, right? It was the idea that it costs a lot of money for them just to get deported, right? Exactly. Well, the thing is, so this this source I'm on right now, it's from CIS.org. It's the report of the deportation costs. Uh-huh. It says that the NAS estimated that the lifetime fiscal impact on immigrants based on their educational attainment 
is about $65,292 per illegal, which is excluding any cost for children. And mm-hmm. assuming assuming that and assuming that there's about 11.43 million illegal immigrants in the country, that caused a fiscal drain of $746.3 billion of United States money, right? Mm-hmm. Now, we think about that and we think if it it costs that much for them to stay here. How much would it cost for them to get out, right? It's probably exponentially more. Mm-hmm. The thing is that compared to a total cost of deportation would be $124.1 billion, assuming that – so they did – in 2016, they did a, an inflation-adjusted um, estimation of how much it would cost to remove one Ill- illegal – sorry, I have my rubber bands in, so it's kind of annoying to talk. No worries. Which was – an estimated $5,915 adjusted by inflation for each illegal immigrant, which means, oh, dang it, um, which means it'll cost them around $124.1 billion to deport all of them, meaning there's that little gap of saving around, I'm going to do the math in my head, like $622 billion. Which that is a huge amount. I, I mean, so I was just looking up this issue as well, and I'm looking through it because that $746 billion figure seems really inflated. And I'm looking through it, and it, it actually it makes sense why it's – well, I mean, I, I, uh, I think I believe that it's inflated. The reason is that, well, illegal immigrants in many cases are not eligible for a lot of different welfare programs, sometimes because they have to register with a proof of citizenship, et cetera, et cetera. But the real cost comes through – uh, education, which I think is not a fair way to de- like uh, play out like the cost of illegal immigration, right? Like uh, education itself, like putting more people into the public education system is not necessarily a direct drain because you get something very big out of it. Does that make sense? Like you, you get people who are educated and move into the workforce and so on. And the other idea is that I just don't think it's reasonable to suggest that you're going to remove 11 million people uh, from the United States. Not only is it not reasonable, I just don't think that the idea behind that doesn't seem right at all. Because for decades, sometimes even centuries, Americans, a lot of Americans have stood staunchly against immigrants, right? The Chinese Exclusion Act, uh, the Japanese internment camps. And it feels a lot like the same thing, right? It feels really does feel like there is uh, some sense of the, like these uh, Central American immigrants are taking our lower paying jobs and they're making conditions worse. When in reality, a lot of these people are taking up the jobs that normal Americans aren't willing to take up because their rate of not having a high school education is much higher. And they're taking some of the jobs that Americans previously would not take. And it's the same case for legal immigration. I feel the same way because legal immigrants, a lot of people came to India actually on a uh, medical visa, right, to practice medicine in the U.S., that, and there was a need for those doctors at the time. And it, you have to sort of determine that versus just saying they have a drain on our educational system or they have a drain on this welfare system, so we should kick all of them out. I don't know. Where do you, Tamor? Do you agree? On the topic of, like, you know, the economic contribution that immigrants have to, yeah. to it, it's indefinitely positive, okay? Mm-hmm. They make up what in 2018 they made up 65.7 percent, right? Foreign-born adults made up 65.7 percent. That's higher than just native-born Americans, 
Mm-hmm. That's according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Mm-hmm. So they don't even they also it doesn't even matter if they have a you know the a college degree either, right? They still end up U.S. foreign born adults that don't have co- that don't have a high school diploma still end up contrib like uh, they still end up contributing more than Americans without high school diplomas. Okay. Uh, Ethan, Adam, oh. Reese, because Reese hasn't spoken in a while. How do you resp- how do you feel about that? Fake oh. news. That's fake news. Oh. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> but Reese, uh, Ethan, Adam. Oh, yeah. Okay. I definitely do want to acknowledge the positives that they have, like how they do contribute to the economic jobs that normal Americans don't take up. But you also got to acknowledge that it's not always everything is positive because they do bring some problems in. And I'm not saying every illegal immigrant is bad, but you can't count out the bad ones too. So I'm saying that sometimes some of them, they come in and the economics is just so hard for them to get into. Since they're not a citizen, there's a lot of hard things. So a lot of them, or I don't know about a lot of them. Some of them will resort to crime and drugs to get by, which does not help the U.S. at all. So <clears throat> I definitely think we should acknowledge that problem too, but the we also should also, acknowledge the positives. But yeah, adding on what Reese said, um, the uh, an illegal immigrant after committing the crime of uh, coming into the country illegally is a uh, has a four time uh, four time higher chance of uh, committing a uh, a felony or a crime. Uh, than a average or than an American does, but yeah. as well as that, they do use a um a lot of the uh, like social pro a lot of the budget in the social programs. Uh, let's see. So there are fifty percent of the illegal immigrant families are on uh, at least one welfare program, because but they cannot uh, apply for food stamps, but they are they can be on welfare programs. No, as well I as in, this, right, yeah. Ethan? You say it's compared to an an American. What kind of American? Because it's uh, no, clear there's a tie. Uh, I'm saying poverty. the. Um, no, I know, I know that. I'm saying if you take everybody in America, you uh has you average it out, and then you see the average rates. It's uh four times higher than the average rate of crime. So okay, four times higher than the average rate of crime, right? So you're right. Asking, yeah. you're talking about a group of people who are not very well off, coming from a place that they are that are in a country that have no standing in yet. And you're comparing that to the average person in America. So yes, you not, because, all, not only are you fine. taking in those less fortunate American-born people, but you're also taking in people that are living in the Hamptons. Well, right? Taymor, there's not there's not too many people living in the Hamptons with the 1% of the money. But it still skews think, the data. Yeah, well, it does, but not very much. But Taymor, gonna... that, uh, this crime affects, um, affects every can, can I'm, not, I'm not condoning the crime, but I'm uh, going to jump saying, into this. It will uh, be in a great effect. One though. thing, one thing. I'm going to jump into this one thing. I agree with what Tim was saying, and I understand where Ethan is coming. Yeah, from. yeah I do too. My, I, you know, do, I do. I do understand where Tim was. My problem. Here's my problem. Is that it is, and it's. I don't think you can disagree with what I'm about to say. It's this evidence. This like saying that illegal immigrants have committed more crime. Fine, fair, but it's been used across the board by yeah, people very, <laughs> very high up in our government, and you probably know who I'm talking about, 
to dehumanize a lot of people who are coming across the border. And it has been painted very, very clearly, not even a question about it, that a situation where legal immigrants, people who wait 20, 25 years in this system or apply via asylum, are these wonderful people who manage to go by the lottery and make it in the, whatever, the less than 5% of people But then if they're not getting into America, why don't they try to get into another country? For example, uh, where else would they go? Okay, like, look, uh, <laughs> look, I'm jumping in this. I'm jumping in. This okay, and I'm, yeah. just, look, I'm just saying, even even if we're not, even if they did have to wait 25 years, what if they tried somewhere else? Look, the thing is, you're looking at it as we are Americans and they're not Americans, so they need to stay out, right? Partially. The issue with the matter is, we are humans. They are humans. They deserve the same standard of living that we have up here. And to yeah. an extent, that should not be denied of them. Yes, but the, uh, but with and that, then, uh, it says that uh, in California, they use uh, around $15 million a year for the state's uh, legal Im- immigration population. But there's know, a seriously high, um, what is it, uh, seriously high poverty rate uh, in California. It's well, California's, so California's, California's poverty rate is re- related to a lot of different things. They yes, but one of the things that money also because them. it's so, it's one of the most populated, it's like one of the most populated states in America. Okay, yeah, it's a hot spot. It of course, yeah. there's gonna be a lot more illegal immigrants in California than there is gonna be in fucking Wyoming, Lincoln, Nebraska. I didn't do what Adam said. I didn't do what Adam said. Right? Remember how we said that? Like, okay, Mexicans contribute forty-seven or like make up forty-seven percent of all immigrants, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. What makes what sense does it make for a Mexican to get on a boat and try swimming their way <laughs> all the way to the UK or around to Canada without going to America? And like, more. America's they right could, there. They can go through America. They don't have to get on a boat. No. <laughs> no, the, the point is not about like like getting on a boat or traveling it's the point of like ethics in this situation and this is where i think like a lot of the time the demo I, i'm not again I'm this is biased, where the argument but... always diverges because one side yeah. looks into the morals and the ethics of it which you cannot argue against it's just wrong to take a person away from a home that they've established right the but... other one is the economic and just the Yes, but then yeah, also the economic but, part can be helped for other social problems for legal Americans. Right, now, wait, how, about, no, but here's the thing, how about this? How about instead of use focusing the money that we how about taking the money that could be used on deporting these people? How about we use it instead to find a different system? And I'm not saying a wall, but finding another system to help either a make the legal system of it a bit more like less ironclad because we have people from like 20 years of the system still waiting to get processed Wait, yeah, that's what we, what uh, I was gonna there, say. let adam finish, finish. Let adam finish. Okay. we use that money that could be used for deportation or whatever you know like emotionally ripping families away from their homes that they've established or we can use it to set up a better system a reform system, right? Because one, let's take the $124.1 billion that I used earlier, right? I don't know, but that's a lot of money. Yes. Right? We can use that to make a better system that not only makes people not want to come in illegally, but draws them into the legal system as opposed, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. Are you done? Like, tell me if, tell me if I'm wrong. So if we take this okay. we take this fire yeah. with fire approach, right? They come in illegally, then we just take them out. 
no progress gets done. It's just they're gonna come in sneakier. Like look how well, Trump retaliated why. with the look how Trump retaliated with building a wall, right? Well, mm-hmm. now they're just the Mexicans. They're gonna retaliate with digging underneath or climbing uh, over. It's a little. They just they're gonna find so. other ways around this issue, rather than just looking eye to eye and figuring out a way that both parties can be happy, which is what we always want, and having them come into our country, making it their country as well. And just enjoying this "quote unquote" American dream, I think mm-hmm. that should be the focus. Reese yeah, for, and then Ethan, example. how do you guys okay. respond? Okay, so I was gonna say that I definitely did agree with uh, if we make the legal system more appealing and um, like what's the word like easier to go through. Is what you're trying to say? Or yeah, right? or lenient. All right, well, if we just make it more appealing, then I think illegal immigration would be less of a problem, and then they'd be living better lives also. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's say the legal immigration was a lot easier. Someone would look at it and be like, oh, this isn't such a huge task and problem to overcome to get in. Then let me just go through this, and then maybe I can go in, get a job, and start a successful family, and then... We have someone who provides to the economy and the success of our country instead of someone who has to sneak past and may resort to crime or drugs. I just think that if if it's really so hard, then that's probably a, a good reason why a lot of people are coming in illegally. Right. Ethan, I'm sorry for taking so long to get to it's you. Okay. What were you going to say? So, um, so what I was going to say is at the border, um, I believe uh, Trump was trying to create uh, many more... Um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, like areas that uh, immigrants can come in and try to get their uh, try to get citizenship. They're making uh, uh, many more buildings and stations for that. But also um, to try to make it quicker, he was hiring. Uh, pl- he was having them hire plenty more uh, workers and um, uh, people to check over their identifications. I mean, my problem is that the fact is that sure, like he might be adding more of that and that could just be in response to increased immigration rates but if you look you step back for a second and you look at the idea it's the fact that to apply legally i'm not talking about asylum which is a very small number of people get approved but to apply legally from not just from central america it's not just mexico just from central america but from any country you have a really stupid quota system that caps people from really big countries china India and you know Central America gets affected as well. You have these quota systems and you have insane rules that for countries like India, where there are people who have founded some of the biggest you know tech conglomerates in our country today, are still waiting 20, 25 years to get in. I think, in my personal opinion, I want to see if you did, uh, all of you agree or disagree with this. I think that's a hell of a lot of a bigger problem than illegal immigrants coming across the border. I think that, the fact that we're preventing so many people, possibly tens of millions from coming in, who could be providing a great economic boon to the U.S. from coming in, I think that's a little bit disgusting, in my opinion. Because the Republican Party, from what I've seen, has not been willing to talk about that at all, and instead talks about so-called like rapists, crime, and etc., Resulting from illegal immigration. I think that's a little warped. What do you What do you guys think? Anyone? Yeah. Oh, um, oh, go ahead, Reese. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, 
why don't they just use a system where the person who applied from the latest point gets in sooner than someone who like applied recently? What do you mean by that? Like if someone's waiting twenty like a waiting months, list. Yeah. Yeah, like if there someone, is. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is, is a waiting list. list. But it's twenty to twenty-five years long for so many countries. That's oh. the problem. There's no in that this is leads into my next problem. Is that and I know I keep painting the Republican Party as all one thing, but I'm just saying what the ideals of it are. Is that you take that information and then you use it to brandish all the legal immigrants as some horrible like hate group that are causing crime and not contributing and stealing tens of billions of dollars or hundreds of billions of dollars every year when in reality you look at the situation you're causing something to happen you're having a 20-year waiting list what what do you expect to happen you expect people to bypass that and go by (laughs) illegally it's gonna happen either way and the republican solution the solution that i see is just take out all the legal immigrants block the illegal border and that's it that's it we're good right no more legal immigrants but you look at it the legal system is still 25 fucking years long it's like it's still you can take like it's broken. like think about it like this right let's say i get like cut somewhere mm-hmm. i start bleeding or like i start like it's like it's like a bad cut like it's basically my like arms cut open like you got stabbed. it starts ble- like I got, I got stabbed and I'm just <laughs> bleeding. I keep wiping the blood. It's just so like I'm not bleeding no more. I'm not getting stitches to help fix it. I'm just wiping the blood every now and then. No, so, no, no. Here's a better analogy to it. Yeah. Let's say you got stabbed, right? Let's say you got ran over by like by like a bulldozer, right? <laughs> and you you're waiting at the hospital, right? And like you're like, hey, I need to get in. I need to get treated, right? Yeah. And then they hand you a 20-year wait. To get in. <laughs> That's funny. That's like, very funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Ethan, I really I want to hear what you think of this. Do you okay. really not think that the legal immigration issue is much bigger, much more important than illegal immigration so and that it causes there's, it? It's definitely, it's definitely flawed. We need to have a more efficient system and faster system to get in. Uh, but I still think we do need to be uh, really cautious on who we're letting in. But I think we need to uh, to uh, make the system more efficient so we can let a lot more people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think. Yeah, I think yeah, this number should really be capped. Okay, but, yeah. but I mean, we still we still have a large population in America, but I think we shouldn't still cap the number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think we should also see why we have this problem or like why this is part of our system. Like, we don't want to let too many people in that it starts like overcrowding and mm-hmm. um, yeah, we don't want to be economics yeah well sure <laughs> china had a little bit of a different problem, well, I mean, they had a problem with like, I mean, birth rates and stuff like yeah that. But I, I understand what you're saying yeah I, here's my thinking i think we can i think we're slowly getting to an agreement point my thing is this and i'm a little bit more extreme than you guys or than ethan and maybe reese at least i think that if you agree with that, if you think that, yeah, fundamentally the problem is with the legal immigration system, et cetera, et cetera, you should take the $5.7 billion that ICE gets every year. You should take the $15 billion to pay for a wall along the southern border. And maybe you should put a little bit of that into improving the legal immigration system because that is fundamentally how you fix the problem. Back when my parents moved here. The system, yeah, it was a little bit flawed, right? There was definitely a point of luck at which my dad and my mom 
had to hop over in order to get in. But granted, it did not take them 25 years to get in. It took them under, I'm not entirely sure of the time frame. What I do know, it was under just a couple of years, maybe even far less. And I just think we should return to that point. Then you will see the illegal immigration problem start to subside because the narrative is not true. The narrative that illegal immigrants are solely coming into the country to wreak harm and havoc upon our country, I completely disagree with. I think the reality is 90, 95% of these illegal immigrants are people who would rather apply legally, but they simply can't. If we take that plastered statement that they're bringing in crime and stuff, how many, like, how many illegal immigrants is it? It says about 11.43 million illegal immigrants, right? Right. Do you understand how much damage 11.43 million people can cause? A like, lot. Where a lot, is yeah. that damage then? Exactly. And you got to mm-hmm. think about it like this, right? Make the process easier. Yeah. Those immigrants are now. I'm pretty. Let's talk about the immigrants everyone's worried about. Let's talk about that picture, right? The rapists, the drug dealers, all that. They're bringing. Crime. They're still going to be illegal immigrants, no matter how the process is. So, just helping the people that aren't it get in, it's gonna knock the number down a lot, and then we can narrow it down and you know focus in on those illegal immigrants that we need to keep out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I want to go on what Vishnu said, where, where, did you think we should, like, abolish ICE entirely, or just now, allocate it, some no. funds? No, it doesn't have to be it one way or the other. That's my, so that's the other problem, right? I do not agree with everything from the left, so it's I don't never agree. Black and white. Exactly. You yeah. do not have to go all the way. And I get it. ICE has been a symbol of great, they've done some really god-awful things when it comes to deportation, but that does not mean necessarily that you have to completely remove immigration and customs enforcement. And that does not mean that you have to completely embrace free and open borders. What it does mean, I think, is you can have a more reasonable system where you allocate some funding to the core of the problem rather than to what politicians want to make a seem as. This is just one other point I want to make. I think it's a little bit interesting how this is happening right now, painting Central American people painting, remember the Muslim ban a few years ago on Muslim majority countries and immigration. The topic has become not of how to make the system better, but how to manipulate it so that you can attack certain minorities that people are getting scared of. And when has this happened before? Let's go right back to the beginning of the discussion. When I talked about the two things, Chinese exclusion act and Japanese internment camps, two of many examples of people getting fearful of a minority, of some people entering the country, and the immediate response is to cut off immigration or limit immigration or attack those people themselves. Yeah, and I just think it's a little like sad to see that happening in a hundred years from when that happened before. Okay, so um, I think also what we should do is um, like uh, there there are twenty six states that have state funded illegal immigrant. Um, like benefits for example new york gives 300 dollars a month to um, illegal immigrants and uh, uh 11 states offer a free or subsidized medical and hospital care i think we should stop that take that money and help try to uh, benefit the immigration not not keeping them in here and giving them money we should try to make them true legal immigrants that's an interesting paradigm i want to hear what uh adam and tamor have to say about that adam you go first 
Uh, no, Tay, you go first. God damn it. <laughs> are, we both, are we both looking up stats right now? Nope, I'm just thinking. <laughs> You're just thinking? Yeah, but, I'm also yeah that's thinking. probably a good idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, you also did think about, right, that, yes, New York, do, like, you had to think, of, like, we are paying illegal immigrants. We pay Im- immigrants, period, right? We spend mm-hmm. more money on immigrants than we do on Americans. We also to look about at how much are immigrants giving back to... Not as much as true Americans. Not as much as true Americans? No. Well, in 2014, the estimated tax paid by illegal immigrants in the United States states seven was seven... Yes. Yeah, seven point zero two billion. Yeah, it's a now, myth that they do not, you know. Pay yeah, but that I, I, that that's not. Uh, but they don't have um, any income that they can be taxed on. That's not true. They don't because they don't have a they don't have a um, I mean, social security uh, in anyways. So that's I mean, no. That's they all. have a they have a separate program. I think it's called. Uh, I can't remember the name. I'm gonna try to find it. But they don't. I know you're right. They don't work via W two and etc. But they do work via another system where actually many undocumented immigrants pay taxes. You know, on the welfare issue, I'm Wait, looking into pay it. Income tax. Uh yeah. To some, they have a huh. separate system for illegal oh, immigrants. Okay. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but you know, on the welfare issue, I, I mean, I sort of see where you're coming from, right? Mm-hmm. The subsidization of people to come and enter the u.s and stay on welfare it, i mean that is certainly not a good thing but yeah, what we're do... spending way more money on them than they that we get from them right we don't but at get, the like, same anything. time at the same time i think you could have a system where if you just implement somewhat of like a 12 month or a 24 month waiting block and then they could be eligible i think that would be fair because yeah, at fair. that point I'm... yeah um yeah i actually no that makes sense i mean to immediately uh, provide that can be bad because some people can abuse that system. So I actually I agree with that to some extent. Yeah, because I think uh, when spending all that money on them, it keeps it doesn't really it doesn't incentivize them that much to become a legal immigrant. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more benefits that they don't realize that can become being a legal immigrant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, well, overall, well, look, this is a really good discussion, and yeah. I just want to I want to end up with one thing. I just want to say something that's very interesting. We all. Ha- we're able to have a nice, conducive discussion on all of our different points. We c- enter this argument with all ver- all around the place. I know that Adam was somewhere in the middle, leaning to the right at the beginning of this. I was leaning a little bit more to the left at the beginning. Ethan was a lot to the right. I think he's moved a little bit. I, would, I wouldn't more say center. a lot, but I would say moderately. Okay, right. yeah, my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ethan, I'm going to quote yeah. you from the beginning. You said, far right bias. I said light bias. You said far right, my G. No, I did not. No, I actually don't think you said far. I don't really know. But I did. Here's my point. Here's my point. My point is that we all found somewhat of a middle ground where we kind of met on a lot of different issues. And you know what's kind of sad is that now I think we're all somewhat at the point where we look at both sides. We look at the left and then we look at the right. And neither of them are like perfect. Does everyone agree on that? Or yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I think both that sides. both sides are so flawed that like there's right. Like a reasonable yeah. person can't be an extremist because they're too flawed to make sense. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, yeah. here's, here's the only logic. Join the Libertarian Party. Abolish the worst ideas. <laughs> they want like completely like open borders without any exception. That's terrible. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, yo, if yeah. they come in, they come in. 
Yo, wait, yeah, they don't want... what was the thing? What was the thing uh-huh. you said about the um the libertarian like conference where the guy got booed? Oh yeah, he said that uh, heroin should not be given to kids under the age of twelve, and he got booed. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> because they want like anything and everything to be like legal. That's crazy. <sighs> but oh. I'm actually I'm really glad we could have this discussion. I really enjoyed this. I want to thank. Uh, both Ethan and Reese for coming on, and I really enjoyed yeah, everything you. you had to say. Yeah, thank you for coming you. on. Yeah, and same to Adam and Tamor for returning. I think we could have these debates, discussions more often. You know, it felt more like a discussion rather than a debate, which yeah. I appreciate. Well, the reason I actually wanted to come on this podcast was to move more towards the center. Like, I wanted okay. to understand more on each exactly. side. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should everyone's. You shouldn't have to convince someone of your thing. You have to make them understand why you think like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They want to take it or not, but mm-hmm. if they understand, they can grow as a person, and you can grow as a person when you understand them. And to end off on a final note, mm-hmm. Ethan Sisler for president, baby. That was great. Thank you all for coming on, and thank you to everyone who listened Ethan, and is still listening. Minorities. No, no, Adam, Adam, don't. No, okay, I didn't hear thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all. I'll see you next week. Have a good <laughs> <day>. <laughs>